So I think for now, this might be the way we need to chat. Um, I'm finding it pretty difficult to record a podcast uh, with timing, with having a little girl and work and everything in between. So we're going to do this on longer car rides. Let's have a chat about something. And it's going to be, ha- it's going to have to be about something of substance because the last thing you need to hear from me. Um, so substance, food addiction, posted something on Sunday, let it sit for a couple days. I typically post once a day, just something that is either encouraging, a workout, a perspective, something. But I wanted the food addiction post to settle in a little bit because I felt like it hit a nerve or it hit something that a lot of people struggle with. Food addiction isn't widely as talked about as drug and alcohol addiction, but food addiction is worse. Food addiction is worse than drugs. Food addiction is worse than alcohol addiction. Uh, The reason I say that and the reason I'm so firm on that point is the fact that you can leave drugs and alcohol behind. You can't leave food behind. The bottom line is you've got to develop not only a relationship with food, but you've got to overcome the addiction in the first place. Overcoming the addiction is so difficult. It's so tough. And it's something that just doesn't happen overnight. You don't go to like a three-step meeting. You don't go to a rehab and you're over it. I mean, think about somebody who struggles with drugs and goes to a drug rehabilitation. They go to rehab. They learn principles on how to turn it around. They practice that abstainment from it, but they still have to put it in practice every single day. And I don't know how many times in this celebrity life, how many people have gone to rehab and just ended up relapsing and going back to you know, what they left behind. And I had a comment from somebody uh, on one of the the posts that said, clearly you've never been addicted to drugs before, in which I haven't, so I don't have that perspective. But oftentimes what people will say about drug addiction is that it's really bad because of what you see. You see, you know, someone strung out. You see someone dazed or, or whatever the exterior display of addiction is, typically with drugs or alcohol it's something that we can see it's something that we can put an eye on and you know I don't know how many times I've seen that um, that post or that meme about you know cocaine meth the different drugs and kind of a before and after of different people well you see that on the exterior but a lot of what food addiction does yes it shows that someone is overweight but a lot of the stuff that is in regards to being overweight isn't something that you can see that's being impacted like your joints like your heart your internal organs um nerves i mean i can speak directly about nerves i'm not sure if this has happened to anybody else but i had my left leg uh, a portion of my left leg was numb i always knew it to be numb when i got right above about 430 pounds I, uh, my, my left leg would go numb in areas and it was weird because I would, I I could poke it and it would feel like it was almost just flesh around an area that I could feel, but it was just kind of dead, just, I guess, dead skin, dead fat, whatever it was. My nerves were shot in that area and food addiction didn't tell, let me say it like this. Food addiction was so bad that I didn't turn things around when I had nerves being impacted because of my weight. There was no other reason for my nerves to be doing what they were doing besides the fact that I was so overweight in that area that I had an issue with my nerves. The reason I know that now is because I've lost the weight and I don't have an issue with that. 
I don't have any nerve problems in that area. They haven't come back, they haven't been around. I haven't even had a hint of them. So any kind of pinching, any kind of moving uh, around in my legs that was happening because of my weight was impacted because of my food addiction. My food addiction did not let me come to grips with the fact that I am so overweight that I can't do basic things like my nerve issue, but basic things like take a shower properly, uh, tie my shoes. Uh, I couldn't walk more than a hundred yards. I don't know how many times I felt those pains, but the food addiction overcame my mindset and said, you know what? It's not that bad. Imagine that. Imagine not being able to tie your shoes. You can't shower properly. You need assistance. I mean, how embarrassing is that, really? Like, you need assistance. And I'm talking about embarrassing for me. I don't speak for anybody else. You're on your own journey, and you, you know, if you can't bathe yourself, this is not to say that you're embarrassing, but I'm speaking about myself. How embarrassing for me that I've got to rely on my wife to bathe me properly because I've gotten so obese. My food addiction was so bad that I kept telling myself it's okay when I couldn't feel a portion of my leg. It's okay when I can't uh, shower properly, I can't tie my shoes, can't walk more than 100 yards. I mean, that is just the beginning of things. I mean, going shopping, getting looks, having little girls tug on their mom's um, shirt saying, look mom, he's fat. I mean, I had so many uh, things that I'm going on a roller coaster and you know, thinking I could fit, but I couldn't, and so the whole crowd's looking at me and talking under their breath about that fat guy can't fit on the ride. I have, I've had all these events happen again and again, and yet the food addiction wasn't like, it wasn't small enough to, to bypass it and, and do something about it. It was so bad that I was willing to deal with all those because I was in love with food so much. And for me, food addiction, you know, we throw the name food addiction, but what it really means is I felt comfort in food. There was a solace, there was a peace, there was a food can make me feel better. And when I'm not feeling better in life, I'm gonna go to what makes me feel better. I mean, if we're, we're just going to the root of my, my food addiction, and if there is something that you can relate with, that's awesome, we can grab from it, but I'm gonna speak directly about me. That's the best form of kind of sharing is a testimony. My testimony of I found comfort in these stressful moments of life with eating a good meal that tasted really good and it was fast and it was greasy and it was just, I found comfort in. You know, going to Taco Bell, I, I'm, part of my food addiction post was talking about for lunch I had 2,500 calories. I wasn't hungry after the, what, fifth or sixth bite? But be, my food addiction overcame my, oh, that's enough. No, I need more than enough just in case I run out. My food addiction was so bad that I, I had 13,000 calories in a day. For me, my testimony of food felt good, and now to say that I've overcome that, it's not that food doesn't feel good, but it's I've found a way to navigate through these stresses and concerns of life. I've almost found a way to pause and I'll say pause because I really believe that mindful meditation has a lot to do with 
how I overcame my food addiction. If you don't know what mindful meditation is, mindful meditation is essentially a process that you go through that allows you to pretty much detach yourself away from life as it presents itself, um, the stresses, the worries, the concerns. Now it does require you to take a moment and focus on the box breathing technique. If you don't know what the box breathing technique is, you can look it up on YouTube, but it's practicing the principle of proper breathing and actually pausing for a minute to let yourself navigate what's going on. If you're in a stressful moment, like here, here's my, how Taco Bell came into play. I would work for uh, say 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I knew that there was a Taco Bell on the way home. So I would go to that Taco Bell on the way home and get my large quantity of food, but then I would know that I would be able to eat dinner when I got home because I would finish that food when I got there, and then I would have dessert later that night. Well, as I began to shift my mentality, and it's not like it happened overnight, but it was something to where I had to shift my mentality of, okay, let me take a moment and let me breathe. Let me take a moment, let me take a walk. Let me take a moment and really think about what's going on. Let me start journaling. Let me start writing down the stresses, the cares and concerns. Let me start being more reflective and let me get a better perspective on life rather than diving into my emotions. And I know that emotions are strong and they are loud and they want us to dive in, but the most powerful impact that we can make on our lives in regards to food addiction is being more reflective and looking at a perspective or a be having a better perspective in regards to what we're going through. So in emotional eating, uh, we're stress eating, we're talking about um, you know food in the house or, or fast food on the way home, a lot of that stuff has to do with taking a pause, but it also has to do with positioning yourself for success to overcome the addiction. So if I, me, myself, I knew that that Taco Bell was on the way home. Can I take a different way home to overcome or to start the process of overcoming? Am I gonna position myself to avoid triggers? That, that's a good way. Um, can I get something in regards to what I entertain? Or how about this, can I set myself up with food for the way home that is better for me than Taco Bell? in a more high protein, maybe I plan for that. Maybe I meal prep for what I'm gonna bring with me from work. There's a lot of positioning, um, strategizing, educationally trying to provide yourself. It, it's, it's a lot and I get that it's a lot, but how bad does the food addiction have to be in order for it to be enough to go through that hardship to overcome the addiction. Because on this side of things, now that I've been practicing it for quite some time, and I'm gonna say that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that once you put it into practice and you get consistent with it, and it becomes a habit, it becomes a norm, I don't struggle with that. I don't, like I'm not hankering for that. I'm not like struggling to go pull off and go, I'm not dealing with it because it's second nature now. It's not something I'm used to. You're gonna have to give yourself time, your body time, yourself time to overcome that addiction. You've gotta be graceful, you've gotta take small steps. If you have a setback, pick yourself back up and move forward. Don't let that setback be something that deters you for months and weeks and however long it is, don't let it deter you. Don't let it stop you from moving forward. I'm five years in, five years in. Like, it won't happen overnight, it won't happen quick, but I'm telling you, about two years in is when I really came to grips with, okay, I can, I can, I can conquer this. Two years, commit two years, 
and see where you are and see how far you can go in regards to your journey in regards to food addiction. So, you know, to recap, and I know this is short, but I really wanted to kind of elongate that food addiction post because food addiction is an addiction just like drugs and just like alcohol. It's something you go to for comfort. It's something that you go to as a determinant to something that you're not happy with in life. And food is something you can't just go to rehab and overcome. It's not something you can just go to rehab, figure some things out and just be done with it and leave it behind. It's not to say that drugs or alcohol are like that, but once you overcome the addiction of drugs and alcohol and develop a good plan, you don't need those to live. You need food to live. And so developing that good relationship with food is gonna be difficult, it's gonna be rough. It's a lot harder to overcome that addiction of food and then develop, excuse me, a good relationship with food to, to move forward in life. It's more difficult. It's something that is more impactful than drugs and alcohol. Yes, we see the exterior problems of drugs and alcohol, but imagine all the interior things that food addiction's doing, like heart, how it's impacting the heart. Heart disease is one of the leading causes of death. And how it's impacting nerves and the liver and the organs, all those things. So I truly believe it's worse. I'm here to encourage you if you're struggling with food addiction, if you're struggling with overcoming it, um, you, there's hope that there is like-minded folks just like me and just like you that are struggling with it just the same and that it can be overcome. You've got to take it one day at a time. You've got to provide yourself with as much education as you can. You've got to journal. You've got to write down. You've got to take notes. You've got to out-educate yourself to be successful. You've got to out-educate yourself to be successful. I'm wishing you continued success. I'm wishing you continued wellness. Hoping to do a podcast soon with my wife, um, maybe in the car, because that's when we have time, and uh, and somehow get connected with talking about a couple different topics that some of you have requested via the DMs uh, on Instagram. So uh, as always, take care of yourself and each other, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.